Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Kingdom comparisons. Uh, I'm not much of a three-point poem type of guy, but I do have three points that may be three weeks of preaching. I don't know. Uh, but uh, let's, let's dive in this and see what God's got for us. Um, <clears throat> but I want to keep reminding you, uh, I started this year off preaching on that this was a year of discovery. And we came out of the scriptures, out of Isaiah, where it says, uh, I'm doing a new thing. Will you not know it? Will you not be aware of it? But the scripture before that, and we done preached it several weeks, says to forget the old things. Remember not the former things. So in other words, uh, this year you're going to discover who God says you are. But in order to step into it, you're going to have to forget who you said you are. Amen. You can't move forward if you're continually looking back at your past failures and dysfunctions of what didn't work. Amen. And, and this has just been a word in me and I've just been around uh, off preaching. It's good to be home. And, and I just can't get that word out of me, which is not the word I'm going to preach today. Uh, but I need you to know that the first step of discovering who you really are begins with discovering who you're not. Okay? Uh, Kamal championed this part of this message. I, I, uh, it's powerful. I'll never forget it. So if you understand that, the work of the Holy Spirit is to help you to discover who you really are in God. So in order for him to help you do that, he has to help you discover who you are not. And he does that through conviction. Are you following me? So in other words, when you do something outside of your God-given nature, he's going to convict you saying, that's not who you are. Amen. Shake your neighbor a little bit and tell him, that's not who you are. That's not who you are. So be careful this year that you don't think it's condemnation of God condemning you for something you've done. It's actually the revelation of the Holy Spirit saying, that's not who you are. Can y'all receive that? So it's a big transition. And for some of you are having a problem forgetting, amen, the old you. That's over. Somebody shout, that's over. It's over. It's dead. It's buried. It's nailed to the cross. And I'm going to discover who I really am in Christ. Second point before I get to my sermon. Amen. Uh, the way the Holy Spirit enables you to discover who you really are is to bring you into situations that's beyond you. Are you following me? It's beyond you. I can't do this. I'm not qualified. For this. No, you just hadn't discovered there's a grace in you. And when you take a step of faith, you're going to operate and say, wow, I didn't know that was in me. I didn't know I was that strong. I didn't know I was that wise. I didn't know I had that anointing in me. I'm telling you as your pastor, I'm going to harp on this stuff until you come into a revelation of discovery. Because you see, amen, when you were created in your mother's womb, it was already in you. You just hadn't discovered it yet. It ain't like God's got to give you anything else. Are y'all following me? I'm already preaching. He's just got to help you discover what's inside of you. 
The only place you're incapable of is in your own perception. You're only incapable because you see yourself as incapable. Amen? So there's some new things uh, going to be happening this year. You're going to have to step out by faith and realize uh, my daughter uh, spoke here on Friday night, stepped into and discovered she's an anointed speaker. Did anybody else to discover that? That's going to be put on our iPod or podcast. That's it. Uh, you're going to want to listen to that. A powerful word. Uh, so my whole goal for this year is to help you to discover who you are in Christ so you don't live a lie and be less than he created you to be. We're going to deal with kingdom comparisons uh, this morning. Kind of been on a little old circle of preaching uh, and I've been dealing a lot with small things, but God's given me something different this morning. Uh, let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter number 24. No, I'm sorry, Matthew 13, beginning in 24. <clears throat> now, I'm going to read several scriptures, and I'm going to read the same parable out of two different places just because I can. Can't get enough of the word, right? Uh, Y'all ready? Another parable spake he forth unto him, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man which sowed good seed in the field. And while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprang up and brought forth, then appeared the tares. So the serpents of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didn't we sow good seed in the field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy did this. The servants said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather up all those tares? He said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. But let them both grow together. Somebody repeat that with me. Let them both grow together. Until the harvest and in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather you together first the tares and bind them in bundles and burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Now I want to jump over in, uh, to verse 37 and 38. Uh, he might have that on the screen. And I want to explain to you the explanation of this parable. And Jesus answered and said unto them, He that sowed the good seed is who? That's Jesus. Jesus is the one who sowed the good seed. The field is the world. And the good seed are who? That's you. The children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. So you're a seed that God sowed in his field, which is the world. And he said, you're the good seed. You're so good and you're so powerful that the devil's planted evil seed right beside you. But God said, don't worry about it. Let them grow together. Are you following me? I need somebody to get that because that's another sermon. Amen. You just thought you got saved to go to heaven. God said, no, you're a seed that I planted in this world to make a difference. And we're not under the influence of the bad seed. So God said, just let them grow side by side, and the good seed will influence the bad seed. Can I tell you, you need to quit sucking your thumb, throw your pacifier away, and quit griping because of the sinners you work with, and realize God put good seed in a bad place for you to be an influence. 
Oh, somebody ought to just give the Lord a hand praise. Oh, God, Father, you got to move me. They cuss too bad here. Really? You're the good seed. I got, I can't, I got to go. Whitney's here to keep me on time, and I'm, she's watching me, and I'm nervous. <laughs> 31. I love you, Will. Another parable put he forth saying, listen to this. Let me tell you all what the kingdom is like. Kingdom comparisons right here. The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed it in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it's the greatest among all seeds. And becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Another parable he spake unto him and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took. She hid it in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. Uh, look at Mark. Same parable. Mark chapter number 4. Verse number 26. So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day, sleep and rise night and day, and then sleep and rise night and day, and then sleep and rise and night and day, and then sleep. And rise, then night and day. He just said the kingdom is a process. You sow the seed, and then you sleep and rise, night and day. It don't happen overnight. Somebody needs to get this word right here. Your problem is you want everything right now. When we don't realize, amen, we sow the seed, we sleep and rise, night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up, and he don't even know how. It's okay not to understand some things. It's okay not to know everything. Your part is to sow it, and God's part is to grow it. Amen? And you're all freaking out because, you know, he said the farmer don't know. All he knows, his part is to sow the seed and look what the next. And then the earth does her part. The earth brings forth fruit of herself. First the blade, then the ear, then the corn in the ear. First the blade. I don't know if y'all hear me preach. First the blade, then the ear, then the corn in the ear. First the blade. This is annoying. I, you got to get it. Nobody plants a seed and wants to go out tomorrow and get corn off the stalk. So why do we get so discouraged and the devil so uses it against us? When we go after something, we expect God to move right now. But see, it's not that he didn't move right now. He calls the blade. 
But you were so busy looking for a stalk of corn, you couldn't rejoice over the blade. Somebody ought to just praise God, you got seed in the ground. Oh, I said, somebody ought to just praise God because I got seed in the ground. I am believing for a harvest, and I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how in the world my little seed is going to turn into the supernatural. I'm trying to teach you how the kingdom works to start heading off some disappointment and discouragement. Amen. Uh, I remember my first garden we planted at home, you know, my own little homestead, my own little garden. Had this old lady on the back street that taught me how to do my rows and how to put seeds where, amen. And then I'd go to work. Every day when I'd come home from work, I didn't go in and kiss my wife. I didn't pet the dog. I ran around my house, fell down at my garden <laughs> looking for my harvest, Amen. And it was there that I learned, amen, I did my part. Now I got to trust God to do his part, so I'm going to rest until I eat. That's somebody's word right there. I'm just going to rest until I eat. Amen. You see, the devil's got some of you killing your seed with impatience, doubt, discouragement. It ain't going to happen. I knew it wouldn't work. Who am I preaching to this morning? I just knew it wasn't going to work. No, sir. I kept coming around that house, and I kept coming around that house. And when I seen that little green coming up, I drug the whole family out and said, look. Somebody say, you got to learn to shout over the small things. You got to learn how to shout over the little things. You got to learn how to worship, amen, over the little bitty things that hadn't produced anything to your benefit yet. Why? Because your worship is fertilized. Your praise is faith. Your, oh, Jesus. My God, I was just going to stand flat-footed and teach this this morning. First the blade. Then the ear. Somebody shout with me. It's a process. It took you all them years to get as nasty as you are. Oh, my. Let me try this side. Freddie's over here. He can, he can. It took you all them years to get as dysfunctional as you are. Amen. And we expect one trip. One trip to the altar, and I'm just walking in a cloud. The devil is a liar. Amen. First a little blade. Yeah, I may not be what I'm going to be, but praise God, I ain't what I was. Is anybody in this place? Amen. I may not be producing all the fruit yet, but I am a sprout. I got one little old sprout. I got to get my scriptures read. So I'm finna, I'm finna kick the devil in the teeth. See, he tried to discourage you because you wasn't as spiritual as Pastor Patty. He tried to discourage you because you just ain't as anointed as so-and-so and you're not as gifted as so-and-so. I'm finna turn your attention. I'm finna turn your attention to your little old sprout. Amen. The sprout is the proof I'm on my way. You ought to have, I need some volume. You ought to high-five your neighbor and tell them I'm coming up. I'm coming up. High five your neighbor and tell them, don't judge me on this level because I'm coming up. I'm, whoo, God almighty. Listen to this. The 
The earth brings forth fruit of herself. See, you got to co-partner with God. You do your part and he'll do his. First the blade, then the ear, and then here comes the fruit. But when the fruit's brought forth immediately, 29, he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. 30, he said, what shall you like in the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison will we compare it? Jesus said, I really want you to understand how the kingdom works. It's like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth, it is less than all the seeds in the earth. And I need you to underline this. But when it is sown. Some of you looking at your little bitty gift. Your little bitty nothingness. And you so despise it that you won't even use it. Am I helping anybody? The Bible says they that compare themselves among themselves are foolish. Oh, I ain't like Kobe. I can't just go out there on the street and talk to people and give them words of knowledge. Amen. And that little bitty gift God gave you, that little bitty seed God gave you is rendered impotent because you won't sow it. You're waiting for that little thing to bear all this fruit so you can start doing what God told you to do. And God said the fruit is in your hand. It's in your hand. The seed can't grow till you sow. When it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs. It shoots out branches, great branches, so that the birds of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. There's some things you need to know about and I'll just, I'm not going to preach this all in one service, so I'll just take my time and we'll preach two or three weeks. But there's some things you've got to understand. He's saying, if the, first I want you to say this, the kingdom of God is within me. That's scripture. That's in the book of Luke. The whole kingdom is already inside of you. You just hadn't discovered it all yet. We discover it by faith, right? So God ain't got to do nothing else. Uh, I like the way Kobe prays. God ain't got to heal you now. It's, it's, it's all in you. We just got to discover it, access it to see it manifested in our lives. Amen. But, but what you got to understand about the seed is, amen, the seed comes in a package. Right? And it's a whole bunch of seeds in one package. But the farmer takes that seed and separates it. Pokes a hole, puts a seed in it, and covers the hole up. If you don't understand this, there comes a time when you start moving into Christianity and then into ministry that there will be a separation from everybody else and you will be dropped in a dark hole of obscurity and covered up with dirt. And you'll think you're being smothered out. Oh, I, I ain't preaching to everybody, but I'm talking to somebody. Amen. And you'll start going through separation anxiety. I just don't feel like a part no more. I just don't feel like a part. I, don't, I feel so isolated. I just can't fit in. 
Oh, my God, I'm just going to preach it. Y'all just look at me like, like that if you want to. I'll, I'll applaud myself. Woo! Preach, preacher. Huh? Oh, my God, I just feel so isolated, and I don't even feel apart no more. I must not even belong in that church. They don't love me. Amen. But in reality, God had to separate you so your roots would go down, not out. I need somebody to get this. Amen. Your problem is you're too attached to people. And when you get rooted into people, when you get rooted into people, then their attitude is going to adjust your altitude. Is anybody in this place? So God said, you ain't going to be down there long, but I got to get you pulled apart, put in your own hole because you got your own fruit. And right now your fruit is dependent on the people you're rubbing shoulders with. Who am I preaching to? So I'm going to make you feel isolated so your emotions will be rooted in me and not in your peers. Your feelings will be rooted in me and not your peer. And when your roots get right, There's that little shoot. And lo and behold, you're not by yourself after all. There's another shoot. And that, oh my God, I'm preaching better than you shouting. And there's another shoot. And then I can start pollinating off you when my roots are in him and in him alone. Oh my God. If somebody ought to tell you, brother, I love you, brother, but my joy is not rooted in you. My peace is not rooted in you. It's rooted in God. If you don't get this, you'll never be able to grow. I just can't fit in. I just can't fit in. And some of y'all have gone through this. You've been saved too long to still be having these feelings. So I come to kick the devil in the teeth. God has put you in your own unique little hole because you got your own unique little fruit. And you're going to bear fruit when your neighbor's day. Are you listening to me? No, no, no. You ain't been isolated. You've been planted by God. So, so it's so that your, 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 your roots will be in God and God alone. Can somebody say amen? amen? Okay, I ain't even got to the sermon, but that was good stuff. Three points. The kingdom of God is within you. The first thing we're going to glean uh, from this is the first thing. He said, now I'm going to use some comparisons so that you can understand how the kingdom within you works. And the very first characteristics of the kingdom is it's always manifest in small things. If you're taking notes, that's point number one. The kingdom is always manifest or characterized in small things. Everything starts with a small beginning. You got to be careful for envying large ministries. You got to be careful for envying large anointings. You got to be careful for envying, amen, big success because you want that level of success, but you didn't see the first the blade, then the ear, and then the corn in the ear. You didn't see night and day, night and day, oh my God, night and day. And you're praying, oh God, I just want to be anointed as them. I just want their ministry. I want to be like them. I want to be as stable as them. Amen. When if God was to lay their anointing on you before the process, it would kill the vine. Amen. 
So the king, it's a kingdom principle. It all starts off small. I'm amazed at young couples, amen, that, uh, that, that get married. And as soon as they get married, they want all of them 50 barns you got out there, Freddie. They want all them tractors you don't need that you got out there. They got, they want, are you listening to me? We want the nicest of the cars. We, uh, am I preaching this morning? Oh, my God, I just don't know why I can't have all of that that old Freddie's got or Larry and Renee's got. Let me tell you how they got it. First the blade. Are you listening to me? Starting off with little, being faithful over a little, and then God begins to expand your territory. Some of us jumped out there because we had a little good credit. Oh, golly, I didn't know this was going to be so relevant for y'all. Yeah, we had a little good credit. We had more name than we had money. What's really bad is when you got more name than you got sense. Huh? When your credit score is higher than your IQ, it's dangerous. Oh, double. That's Holy Spirit right there. It's dangerous, amen, because you tried to get the corn in the ear when you was at the blade stage, and then you can't shout over the blade because you're burdened down with the fruit. Is anybody listening to me? You're burdened down with what you should have waited on. Man, that's just good teaching right there. I don't care what you say. But that ain't the sermon. Let's get back to small. Jesus, amen, the kingdom's in you, and that's why the kingdom works. you got to keep coming back night and day, night and day. Do you all see the consistency? Night and day, night and day. Not, dis- not getting discouraged, I'm coming back night and day. I'm consistent. I'm consistent as the sun coming up in the morning and it's setting in the evening. I'm just being consistent. I'm just being consistent. And in my consistency, I'm growing. I'm growing. He said, so let me, let me say, I'm growing on the inside. My inner man is getting bigger now than my outer man. Amen. My, my, oh God, that was good right there. Yeah, I'm growing on the inside. I'm growing on the inside. Why? Because I'm consistent. God, I can't get away from that. That's somebody's word. Amen. Your problem, amen, a lot of the, somebody's problem, a lot of our problem in this church is we're just not consistent. Huh? Amen. When I go on a diet, I want to start on Sunday and lose 12 pounds by Tuesday. Uh, Kamal's just over there laughing because he's all <laughs> slim and trim. Let me find somebody who can relate. Freddie, ain't it the truth? <laughs> ain't it the truth? You guess my wife. I, I, I weigh every morning. I weigh before I get in the shower, and I weigh after I get in the shower. After I get out of the shower. I weigh before I, yeah, I'm not going to say it, but I do it. And I weigh after. Kobe still ain't caught on. Amen. I'm serious. And I'm not even playing. Amen. Because I don't know I want to lose this much weight. Amen. Uh, and then I decided I'm going to get buff. I got out my uh, resistance straps, hooked them to the door and everything. They're, they're hanging there. I mean, resistance straps. And I put them right by where my wife's watching TV so I could stand there over on the side. Uh, I'm just saying what you guys won't say. You know, just so she can see a commercial every now and then. (laughs) 
Hey, listen to me. And I was going to build up a little bit. And I even got in my room and started doing some setups and some crunch. I was finna build me a six-pack. Amen. But three days in, I needed a six-pack. No, I'm sorry. Take that. Three days in, I said, forget this. Is anybody listening to me? Hey, man, I, I wanted to look like you, Colby, but I didn't want to be as consistent as you are. Is anybody listening to me? He said, in the kingdom, it's night and day. It's not being holy on one day and unholy the next day. It's not being nice one day and a hellion the next day. I'm just night and day. Oh, my God. I'm just night and day, night and day, night and day. And all of a sudden, I start seeing some results. Uh, somebody ought to just tell you, neighbor, you just got to be consistent. You got to be consistent. You got to be consistent with whatever you endeavor to do. You got to be consistent in the small stages before you're going to see results. Amen. We want it all now. He said, let me, let me tell you all how the kingdom that is within you works. And I really need to teach this stuff because I'm tired of you being discouraged in yourself. I'm tired of you being beat up when you shouldn't be beat up. We're going to turn it today that you start rejoicing. Amen? Quit focusing on what you don't have. Focus on what you do have because it ain't been that many years ago. You wouldn't even been here this morning. You would have been recuperating from some other My God, you ought to turn it on the devil. I can't get out of this. You ought to turn it on the devil right now. He's sitting there accusing you right now for your stupidity last week. But you ought to turn it on the devil right now. I just praise you, Father. I just thank you. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not Steve. I'm not Steve. I, I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm. I'm not a Kenny. Amen. But the, but 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 I have been born again, and I'm not what I used to be. So so. Oh God, I'm trying to help somebody. So instead of being depressed. I'm just going to praise him for my little blade. I'm going to shout over that blade. God knew how to worship when he was creating the earth. He said, let there be light. And the Bible says, and in the first day, in the first day, there was morning and evening, and God backed up and said, what? It was still total chaos. They still wasn't a living thing. Is anybody listening to me? It was so far from his vision. Oh, God. I know you're so far from your vision, but in day one, you got to back up like God and say, this is good. Oh, my God. This is good. Somebody shout small things. He said, let me tell you how this kingdom works. Amen. You can't let that one little mess up, uproot what God started in you. My God, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta realize. You know what? I did it. I did it. I did it again. My God, I've done it again. I blew it. I blew it. Can you catch this? I blew it. I blew it again. And if you ain't careful, you'll go into condemnation. And the Holy Ghost is going to bring guilt. Can I say that again? It's going to bring guilt. Don't never let nobody tell you he's not because he can't change you if he don't bring guilt. Amen. But the guilt is not to condemn you for what you've done. It's to tell you that's not who you are. Amen. So, so oh, let me help somebody right now. So if you can't praise God for anything else, praise God that there's conviction in your life trying to show you that's not my God he said let me let me show y'all let's make some comparisons to help you to understand the characteristics of the kingdom 
and he, get, he, he, he began to use small things. I wish I'd have got this sermon sooner. I'd have got a mustard seed. Have y'all ever seen a mustard seed? Josh, pull me up a mustard seed instead of that marijuana leaf or whatever that is. On a... <laughs> I don't know what's happening to this church. We went from a cross to a marijuana leaf. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm just kidding. That little tree out there. Find me a, find me a seed, Josh, can you? Right quick, a mustard seed. A mustard seed is the smallest. It's the smallest in the kingdom of heaven. Listen to this. He said it's a, it's a, he began to like the kingdom to a mustard seed. He began to like the kingdom to a, uh, a little bit of leaven. Can I help you right here? You got to be real careful in the kingdom. You got to be real careful in the kingdom. Because God starts moving in such little things, you'll miss it. You'll miss it. You'll overlook it. He said, I'm doing a new thing. Are you going to be aware of it? But you was expecting a great big explosion. You were expecting something great big. You were expecting something enormous. Amen. And he said, it's really begun inside of you. And he likened it unto a mustard seed. So if you ain't careful, you'll be so busy looking for the great things, you'll not even recognize the little thing that he has begun in you. That he has begun in you. No wonder the Bible says, despise not small beginnings. Despise means to overlook. You got to be careful that you don't overlook Small beginnings. Amen. The Bible says that uh, in Zechariah, despise not these small things. And that word despise means don't look down on it. Amen. I'm telling you, the biggest problem with Christians in church today is not because you're not called to do great things. It's because you look down on yourself because you're not in them great things right now. Self-condemnation. Always looking down on ourselves. Not realizing that there's great things in us. Oh my God, somebody got to receive this word right here. Amen. And as a result, we cannot partner with the work that God has begun in us. We can't partner with the greatness because we're not seeing some great big thing happen to us. So probably the greatest hindrance, Kendrick, in the kingdom of God is that we're so busy looking for big things... We overlook the small things. Or we look at it with contempt. Oh God, I need y'all prayer for me right now because this is big. These people sitting here, right here this morning, that cannot celebrate anointed people. We can't applaud successful people. We get, we, 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 we shrink back. And, and sit there and despise gifted people. Amen. Because we're not seeing that operate in our life. But we feel, oh my God, I'm preaching now. But we feel great. Amen. We may not can say it. And we may not tell nobody that. But the fact, can I help somebody right now? The fact that you get contemptible when someone else knocks it out of the park is the proof you got the same ability. Oh, that ought to help somebody right there. It's the proof you're just as qualified as they are. Amen. But because you're not seeing it on that level, we go, we get animosity. We won't, oh, isn't it a shame? The devil is a liar. You will push people away from you you really admire. 
push them away from me. Why? It's jealousy. But the only reason you're jealous is you got the same potential. But you got to go through the night and the day, the morning and the evening. Are you listening to me? Being consistent when nobody's looking. Being faithful when nobody, God, I'm preaching this morning. Are you listening to? Being faithful, amen, until your harvest comes. And when it does, you're going to step into your anointing. So what I would do if I was you, instead of being contemptible over someone's success, success, you ought to be pushing them forward. You ought to be applauding them. You ought to be lifting them up. You ought to be hurrah them. Are you listening to me? You ought to be their greatest cheerleader because as you water them, them, you're watering you. Somebody's killing your own ministry. Oh, God. Somebody's killing your own ministry, judging somebody else. You want to be just like, Woo, who am I preaching to in this place? You ought to pray for them. You want your ministry to flourish? Pray for them. God, you bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen. You listen to me. I got, I got more guys. I got guys in this church and girls who can preach better than I can preach. Amen. But you think I'm going to sit back there and be contemptible? I'm going to push them. Because every time I push them, they're pulling me with them. Is anybody listening to me? Every time I promote them, I'm promoting my ministry. Somebody better get this word this morning. Uh Uh-huh. Who am I talking to? Who she thinks she is. Who she thinks she is. What, has Kobe got the monopoly on healing? Oh, God. Who's he thinking? What gives him the right? I got Jesus. (laughs) You might have Jesus, but you got the wrong spirit. Hmm? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get behind Kobe and lay my hand on him. Go get him, boy. He's he's like a little chihuahua. You just he's got. I'm just I'm just uncandid or whatever today. I know it. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. If you would get out of your animosity and start promoting the very ministry you're jealous of, you're going to see it start flourishing in your. That's a word for somebody right there. Back it up. Support it. Amen. Because one day you're going to be there and you're going to want somebody out there saying, come on. God Almighty, I didn't know we was going to go this deep today. You possess the anointing you admire. But you will begin to be contemptible of that same anointing. And usually it's because you won't do what it takes to get it. Hmm? You know, should have shouted while y'all had a chance. Consistent. Consistent. Not blowing in, blowing out, but just consistent. I'm consistent in the day. Oh, my God. And I'm consistent in the night. I'm the same when the sun's shining, and I'm the same behind closed doors. Just... Mm-mm-mm. I didn't want to spend that much time there, but that's a word for somebody. We're so busy looking for the big that we overlook the small. The king of kings and the lord of lords come in a little bitty package. No bigger than a horse trough. And they laid him in a manger. But when the wise men come, he was less than two years old. Little bitty package. And they fell down and worshipped him. 
they recognize greatness. That's why some of you have a hard time for people to speak into you. Because God is speaking to your potential and you're judging your performance. Are you listening to me? God don't speak to your performance because he's looking at the potential that's inside of you. And while he's trying to tell you how great you are, you can't forget how you blew it in 2018. Amen. Oh, my God. Oh yeah. and, and, and so Jesus came. Matter of fact, when Jesus come riding in in his triumphal entry, amen, he come in on such a little escort, they didn't recognize him. He come in on a little donkey. Not just a donkey, the cult of a donkey. Here come the king, just in on small. And the scribes and the Pharisees were offended because all the kids were singing, Hosanna, Hosanna. This can't be a man of God. Number one, he's riding on a donkey. And number two, all of his followers are kids. You got to be careful. You'll miss it. That little, that, 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 that little, that little Stephen is anointed. Are you listening to that little Mia is anointed? That little Bailey is anointed. That little, are you listening to me? And if you're not careful, you'll overlook because they're so little the gift that God, that little Enoch, I'm sorry, I left him out. <laughs> that little Enoch is anointed. And if you ain't careful, you'll miss the great things that comes in little bitty packages. I'm trying to help somebody in this place. I know, I know we just we just go to church every week with Lindsay Mercer, and you don't never know if she's here or not because she don't make a peep. Amen. She don't say anything. And if you're not careful, you'll overlook her when God has put something in. Is anybody in? this place, amen, and, and the only way you can draw it out of somebody is to recognize it in somebody. You gotta be careful, you'll miss it. Some of you, the way you look at yourself is robbing you of the greatness that's in you. You're just little old me. I'm just little old Alicia. Look at her, she's hid behind, come on now. Come out. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come out from behind that, that double side. I felt the Holy Ghost when I started saying that. Come out of the shadow. Look, she's blushing. Amen. Uh, uh, come out of the shadows and quit saying, I'm just little old me and pushing other people into your destiny. He said, the kingdom comes in small, little small, meager beginnings. Are you listening to me? You got to be careful. You're going to miss what God's calling you to do this year. You're going to miss it. You're going to miss it because you can't forget. You're going to miss because you're, 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 you're not properly analyzing, amen, the package that God put it in. Amen. Can I tell you something? I'm telling you, I'm going to get y'all out here at a decent hour. Just depends on what y'all call decent. Amen. But there was a woman that was about to lose two sons because she overlooked the small. She was about to lose two sons. Remember, remember that widow lady? Amen. Her husband had died and she couldn't pay her debt. And they were coming to get her sons. She said, oh my God, what am I going to do? And the answer was in a little small package right there in her house the whole time. But she judged its significance by its size. And as a result, she was about to lose posterity. Oh, church, you got to hear me today. Amen. And she went and said, prophet, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? He said, what you got in the house? Now, if I was a her, I'd have said, are you serious? 
you ain't no prophet. If I had anything in the house, I wouldn't be here bothering you. And this is what she said. She said, I don't have anything except a little old bottle of oil. She deemed what little she had as nothing. Oh, my God. She deemed it as nothing. So she was about to lose the gifts that God gave her. She was about to lose the fruit that God, is anybody listening to me? Amen. Some of you are losing ministry. You're losing the gifts that God put in you because you look at your little old bitty source and you say, I don't have anything. He had, oh Jesus, she had to have a prophetic set of eyes to come in and say, no, you got more than enough, but you got to sow it. Somebody help me right now. It's the least seed in the garden, but when it is sown, it gets big. Some of y'all need a double dose of kindness. Let me look around for a minute. If y'all make eye contact with me, I'll tell you which one of you it is. But you can't get kind if you don't sow kind. Now for y'all who knows that person sitting beside you, shake them real guy under, under breath, tell them sow it. Go ahead, just tell them. You know them better than I do. <laughs> she was about to give up her life because she overlooked the small. She had to have a prophet of faith to come and said, oh, no, you don't even realize what's inside of you. You don't even realize how anointed you are. You don't realize you are more than enough. You don't realize you are more than a cocker. He said, you're so, there's so much in your house, you're going to have to gather vessels to be able to pour it all into. Is anybody listening to me? Be careful. You don't overlook the little bit you have. But you got to sow it. You got to sow it. I'm going to sow it when I get the whole New Testament memorized. I'm going to sow it when I learn if Matthew is in the Old Testament or the New Testament. I'm going to start sowing. Oh God, that's a word right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna start sowing just soon as I just soon as I can pray confidently out loud. I'm I'm gonna sow it, amen. And all the while I'm waiting, I'm losing the gift, I'm losing the fruit, I'm losing my anointing. And all the while, I just need more before I can start contributing. I came like the prophet today to say, you take your little bitty gift and you start pouring it, you start giving it the seed. The mustard seed is the least in the field, but when it is sown, it grows bigger than all the field. And that's my next point. We'll preach next time. Amen. He said, but it becomes greater than all the herbs in the field, and it gets so great that the birds find protection in it. You got something in you that's going to bring a shade to people who's burned up by the heat of this world. Who am I prophesying to? You got something in you. They're looking for a place to lodge, to hook up with, to find security, but you got to sow it you gotta sow it I'll never forget Jennifer that poor thing she didn't have a clue strung out 
Me and her have been friends a long time. For some reason, she just pestered me all the time. She'd come by and sit in my office when she was in and out of prison. Remember that, Jennifer? I just want to help people. I just want to help women. I just want to help women. Probably high when she was telling me that. <laughs> she looked Google-eyed to me. But there was something in me looking past her dysfunction saying, looking past her stupid Jenniferness. <laughs> Amen. And something in me was connected with the seed that was in her saying, it's in you, girl. One of these days, you remember that conversation? One of these days, we're going to have a tree. One of these days, your branches are going to go out. One of these days, the birds is going to come and find safety. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Only for a few months later, she's back in the slammer. You hear me? But all the while, God was working. God was working. God was a working. And she needed somebody to take a chance and say, just sow what little you got. Sow what little. Is anybody listening to me? Sow what little bit you got. My God, it was in there when she was created. And all of her drug addictions and prostitution didn't change any of it. I said, it's still in there. And you ain't no different. There's so much greatness in you. But if you just keep holding on to it. Can I tell you something? Sometimes the fullness of your deliverance is found in your sowing. Oh my God. You ain't been completely delivered because you ain't got the, you won't sow. No, no, my God, I don't know. It's just so little and I'm not even sure about it. My, my text said they sold it and didn't know. I don't have a clue how this is going to work. I don't know how it works. Is that okay? Amen. Can I tell you, we take steps of faith sometimes. I don't know how it's going to work. All I know is I got to sow. Are you listening to me? Some of you are not never going to experience true and complete deliverance in your life until you start sowing the little bit God has already done. Who am I preaching to in this place? It starts declaring. I am who God says I am. The Bible says 10 lepers came to Jesus to be healed of leprosy and they didn't have thumbs and toes and noses and ears. And Jesus simply said, go show yourself to the priest. They didn't stand there and say, well, when I get toes. They didn't stand there and say, well, I ain't got my ear yet. So the Bible said they started walking. Some of you need to walk out the miracle that's in you. Somebody, God, I feel the Holy Ghost right here. Are you listening to me? Amen. The gift that is in you. If you just start walking and moving forward, you'll walk out your deliverance. We walk in the light even as he is in the light. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all our sins. Keep walking in the light you have. I may not have the light for two weeks from now, but I got enough light for today. And I'm going to walk. In this light, don't despise the little thing God done in you. Covenant with it. I can't go to part two. We got to start with this. Somebody shout, you got to sow it. You got to sow it. You got to use it. You got to use it. Why? Because God glories in putting big things in little packages. Why? 
so no flesh can glory in his presence. Everything you disqualified yourself from the ministry for is the reasons God called you. Not many wise, not many noble, not many mighty are called. He said because the foolishness of God is greater than the wisdom of men. He said the weakness of God is mightier than the strength of men. And I choose the ignoble. I love these scriptures. I'll preach them later. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 says God chose the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. He chose the weak things to confound the mighty. Then he said, and he chose the low-born, insignificant, branded ones to bring to nothing those who think they somebody. And I thought, what's that mean, branded? Now, what do you mean you chose those that was branded? You know them people that's been branded. Huh? Yeah, it's a crackhead. It's a dopehead. Branded. Pothead, prostitute, branded. God said, that's the ones I picked. Because when I bring God glory out through them, they got to stand back and say, oh, my Jesus. Who would have thought they was that type of anointing and that type of person? So God said, let's do some comparisons today, and I'm going to teach you about the little seed that's in you, the kingdom that's in you. It always comes in seed form, and then you got to nurture it until it becomes everything that God intended to be. Amen. It's the last time I'm going to ask you to do it, but I need you to look at your neighbor and just tell them there's more in you than you know. Stand with me all over this place. I just set a record. Tell them, there's more than you know. The mustard seed, your Bible says, is the least of all the seeds. But when it is sown, I need to push somebody off the bank. Sister, the sister over here? No, the one behind. The one I don't know very well. Helen, that's her. <laughs> Sister Helen. You didn't know you were a psalmist, did you? You didn't know that that poetry was down inside of you. And she sheepishly started sharing it with me. I said, you got to Basically, you got to sow it. You got to sow it. Be careful not to despise that little thing God put in you because everything comes in seed form. And then you start sharing it. And now we're, we're Josh is wanting to put music with her poems and put them on our podcast. Because it's blessing people. And people are going to find shade. Oh, is anybody listening to me? Why? Because she was brave enough to sow it. To sow it. 
Some of you can't reach the level of victory you need to reach because you haven't sowed what you already have. Don't despise it. Don't despise these small things. Sow it. Sow it. Speak into that person you see when God says speak. Be kind to that person. Amen. Start sowing those little seeds everywhere you go. And as you sow, it begins to grow. And that's going to be our point on our next phase was the characteristic of this kingdom is it's always growing. It's always growing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <clears throat> Let that be our altar call right now. If you're in this house and you don't know Jesus, these altars is open unto you. They're open to you. If you want to come, kneel in an altar, get right with Christ. We don't preach it no more, but hell is hot and heaven's real. And we all going to stand before God one day and give an account for every time we said no. So if you're here today, it's your opportunity. Before the rest of us, won't you take just a few minutes to ask God, open my eyes to see this little seed you gave me and give me the courage to begin to sow it. Give me the courage to sow it, Lord. When you start sowing, you're going to discover the greatness that's in you. Come on, just a few minutes. Just a few minutes, we're going to close this service. Give us the courage to begin to become sowers, Lord. We're going to discover who we are, Lord. We're going to discover the greatness that's in us, Father, right now. Touch your people. Don't let this word fall on on, 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 on hard, crusty ground, Lord, but let this word penetrate in our spirits. Who am I preaching to that said, you know what, I've been envious when I should have been applauding, Father, rooted out of my heart. I was envying that gift because it's in me. Lord, I accept it. Come on, right there where you're standing. Lord, I receive it. I receive it. In the name of Jesus. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine. Oh, my Lord, let, let your little shine. light shine. Let it shine. This little light of mine. We're gonna let it shine. I'm gonna let it shine. Oh, this little light. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.